listening to the CD Baby. CD Baby. CD Baby. DIY Musician Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the CD Baby DIY Musician Podcast. My name is Kevin Bruner, your host for the show. And today you're going to hear from Jack Conte, the founder of Patreon.com. Jack became well known for being half of the musical duo that makes up the band Pomplamoose. If you recall, a few years back, they burst on the scene through the usage of YouTube and more specifically what was coined as video songs. You can hear more about that video song concept in episode 96 of the podcast, which we'll link to in the podcast show notes. But Jack is back with a new concept with the desire to find a simple way for Pomplamoose fans to pay them every time they created and released a new video. Jack founded the website called Patreon.com. The goal is to take fan funding to a different level and make it an ongoing relationship between the artist and the fans. If you've been considering different fan funding models out there, this is definitely one to check out. So let's get to my interview with Jack. Well, joining me on the line is Jack Conte. Jack, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kevin. Thanks. Well, it's been a while since we've had you on the podcast, and a lot has happened uh, with you and your music career since then. And uh, the the cool thing about uh, kind of what you've been out there speaking about um, that that I found inspiring is that you kind of go through your you've kind of been on an artistic journey. It seems like, and I think that oftentimes as artists, it's easy to forget that we're on a pursuit of an artistic journey and it is a journey and with ups and downs and it's kind of cool to hear your story and where you've come from since the last time we talked which you were Pomplamoose had video songs rolling things were moving um so why don't you give us a pick up from there give us a little bit about uh, you know what you guys were doing back then and just bring us to forward and we can just kind of talk through what you've been up to and and kind of end with uh, patreon and and all the cool things you've got going on there awesome so um well, let's see. The last time we talked, I think, was 2010, and um, and Pomplamoose was like in the in the middle of a of a giant peak there, which was really exciting. We had these Hyundai ads that had come out, and Toyota ads, and um, you know, we had a lot of national TV exposure and selling a ton of songs. And um, to make a long story short, <laughs> um, we kind of I think we buckled under the pressure, um, and uh, and we kind of stopped making music out of out of fear really we thought oh gosh we have all these fans now we have all these people looking forward to the next song the next song has to be really good um and there were a lot of other sort of personal things that that were happening but we our our output really um sort of fell through the cracks we stopped coming out with music and um and uh and you know everything you know the views went down the itunes sales went down um, and just recently in this last year, we've been picking it back up again. And it's been, I think the most exciting thing has been like feeling like we're, we're back in touch with our fans and, and back on the map. And we've put out a half a dozen videos, um, in the last couple months and, and, uh, and it's feels like we're picking right up where we left off. So that's really exciting. But I, I think, you know, one thing that I learned through this whole process is, um, you know, there's no. It, you can't kind of just ride a wave forever. Like if you if you Google if you do a Google search, <laughs> um, actually, it's, have you heard of Google Trends, Kevin? Have you yes, heard of I have. Google Trends. <laughs> so 
Um, if you do a Google trend search for Pomplamoose, you see this giant peak in 2011, and then it just like just gets destroyed. It just goes like flatline. It's just like the saddest thing in the world. But Probably then, not the best thing for an artist to be doing. Looking at that trend line, <laughs> really terrible. But here's the thing. Here's the thing I learned about it. this is this is something called the artist cycle. That was our first peak. Um, if you look at any band. Um, or, or anything. You look at Lady Gaga. Your career, a band's career, is not a, a a line that goes up and to the right. It's a series of peaks because there's an album that comes out. There's a ton of press. Then there's a tour. There's a big thing that takes about 15 months, and then the band disappears and they're in their studio for a year working on a new record during which nothing is happening and there's no traction and there's no growth and blah blah blah. And and so what ends up happening is you get a, you know an artist career becomes a series of peaks. And part of your job is to make you know each peak as big as possible and to minimize the time between peaks. Um, but 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 that's you know if you if you look for Lady Gaga, I mean it's just it just tells you a lot about the music business. Look for Lady Gaga or Daft Punk or you know any band that you love, and you'll see that their Google Trends results is a series of peaks. And and so what what I've kind of learned from that data and just from my own experience in this last couple of years is this. You have to like that's the difference between a one hit wonder and um, and a sustainable career is like folks who get back up on their feet and start releasing and start making good stuff again. You know, like not to say that Pomplamoose um, is a prime example of of how to be you know a musician nowadays because I think there's a lot that we have to learn and a lot that we don't do well. But I think there is a lot that we do well, and part of it is getting back on the horse. Um, you know, this, like just this last month, we got three and a half million views on our, on our new videos, you know, and, um, we sold 6,000 songs on iTunes and, um, you know, we're like, we're like back in the swing of it and it's, it's a grind, you know, it's like, we're, it's a, it's a, we're working really freaking hard. And, um, and that's just, that's just part of like being a, a musician is, you know, um, for me, at least part of being a musician is just working. It's just putting in the hours, you know, Natalie and I will go get up at six and we'll finish the video, you know, finish shooting at like two, you know, in the morning the next day, you know, and then we'll go to sleep and get up early to start color correction and editing. And, um, and that's, that's just like, you know, maintaining the output and, and making songs is, is, uh, making videos. That's, if you don't love that, you know, if you don't love, the, the work that you're doing, then it's just not going to happen. So I think what you're also starting to see is people we're weeding out, you know, the world is weeding out people who don't actually do it for the love of doing it. You know, it's, if you're going to be in it for the long haul and working your ass off, it's, it's people who love it and people who love music and love melodies and love recording and production. Yeah. Well, the thing I loved about, uh, some of the story that the, the kind of journey that you've been on that, I saw online was you, you talked about how you guys reached a peak and then of course everyone's giving you advice. You mentioned the idea of we wanted to be a real band and sign a record deal and move up even further and how it kind of took you away from that love and that's what part of the thing that started that that era, a little time of frustration and no output because you kind of got focused on that and it took you away from uh, sort of what had been working, what you loved about it. How did you get yourself back to um, kind of refocusing on doing what you love and, and feeling cr the creative output flowing again? You know, it was the same thing that we did to get started. It's just putting something out. 
um, we got to this stagnant point where we were just fearful of releasing something. Um, and I think it was because we were scared that it wasn't good enough, you know, or it wasn't, you know, our sophomore effort has to be like better than our, you know, blah, 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 that bullshit. And you like forget that you just need like, you know, that you just need to love what you do. And, and, um, and so what we did was we just posted a video. <laughs> like that's like what did we do to get back on the horse? Well, we got back on the freaking horse. <laughs> you know, we 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 entered the grind again. We recorded as a cover, a mashup of uh, Beck and uh, and Royals and Tupac. We just mashed a few songs up, and um, we made a silly video for it, a fun video with, with a projector, and we posted it on youtube and it got you know i think now it has like almost eight hundred thousand views or something so that kind of gave us a little bit of confidence to to do it to keep doing it and then we did another one you know we did a cover of a james brown song and that got like eight hundred thousand views again and then you know we've just then we did putting on the ritz and a few more and 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 now we're kind of we feel like all right like we're we're back in it you know we're Um, but we just had to kind of post something and that's the advice that I always give everybody. Like a lot of people I think say, Oh, I'm going to start this as soon as I quit my job or like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start learning how to do video editing. Um, as soon as I get the new, you know, MacBook or, or like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this when blah. And, and my thing is like, if I ever hear myself saying that I slap myself on the face, I dump some cold water over my forehead. (laughs) And I just do it. Like I do it now. I do it today. Not even today. I do it this hour. You know, like I make a song. You know, I'm not going to learn about making songs tomorrow. I'm going to make a song right now. And if I don't really love making songs, I'm probably not going to make the song. Um, But I do love making songs. So that's my advice is like, you know, do, do it now. Yeah. Well, uh, I know our time is somewhat limited today. So I want to move a little bit on to... Uh, where you, you've mentioned the idea of like, hey, if you want to do something great once and not have to worry about money, that's, 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 that makes it a lot easier. But if you want to do something over and over again and do it well, it's going to take money to, uh, to sustain yourself to be able to do that creative endeavor. So why don't you start talking about how, uh, what your kind of mindset was that kind of the early thinking that led you into starting Patreon? Yeah. Um, so let's see, I was, I just spent 10 grand on a music video, which is a dumb idea. Don't ever do that. Um, <laughs> is this the robot, the robot video? Yeah, this is the, the robot. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link to that. So it's, it's definitely worth, worth watching. <laughs> yeah. I basically drained my savings account. I flew in a robotics expert from, from the UK and the, another guy from the university of Tucson, Arizona. Um, uh, this this incredible Matt is uh, an ama- he built this hexapod uh, with a 3D printer and uh, and like this all the he built the whole thing from nothing it was just incredible what he what he did anyway um, I wanted to showcase these robots in this video and I I built a replica of the Millennium Falcon in my studio and it took me three months to do I mean it was just you know 18 hour days for three months trips to Home Depot every single day thousands <laughs> of dollars of bills I mean. This was the project of this was like my opus, <laughs> and um, I worked so hard on it. And I knew that when I posted it, I knew it wasn't going to be a viral video because it's not the kind of video that goes viral. It's an original song. It's kind of a cool video with robots and whatever, but it's not a viral video. Um, 
and, and you know, I'm not saying I know how to make a viral video. I think I, I know how to make videos that are more likely to go viral. Um, you know, this was not one of those things. I just was making something because I wanted to make art that I liked um, with nothing else, no preconceived notions or context around it other than I want to make art that I dig. That was it. And, um, and I knew that it probably wasn't going to get that many views, but I knew that my fans were going to really, really like it. I knew they were going to see this because I, I feel like I know, I know my fans. I know what they like. Um, I knew they were going to be proud of me for making this. Um, I knew that they were going to feel inspired and, um, and, and I, and I knew that it was valuable to them, even if it's not that many people, even if it's not, you know, tens of millions of people, even if it's only half a million people, I knew that it would mean a lot to them. And, uh, and the ad revenue that I was going to get from the video would be about 50 to a hundred dollars, maybe $200 on a, if it was really, you know, if, all the pieces lined up and I didn't feel like the video was worth $200. I felt like the video was worth a lot more than that. Um, and, and so I, I basically was thinking, okay, what if I were to just ask my fans, Hey guys, can you give me a buck per video, um, that I release? Because I know these videos are important to you and I know they matter and I know you enjoy them. Um, could you, could you give me a dollar every time I come out with a video? And what would that look like? It's some, it's like a voluntary subscription kind of, it's not really a subscription because you don't have to pay in order to see the videos. The videos are free. It's sort of like a, a, a pledge, right? It's like a, it's a pledge per video, um, or per thing. Anyway, I, I drew out an idea for a website. I called it Patreon where people could pledge a dollar or $2 or $10 or a hundred dollars, whatever it is that they wanted per thing that someone creates, whether it's a, a you know, a web comic artist, you know, drawing web comics or a blogger writing blog posts or, um, you know, a comedian coming out with sketch comedy scenes on YouTube, whatever it is, a way for fans to pledge a dollar amount per thing that gets released by the creator. Um, and I, I pitched it to my, to my uh, senior, sorry, my freshman year roommate um, in college, who was like a serial entrepreneur and programmer and just amazing product guy. And he started coding it that night. We launched three months later with Patreon.com, which is the site now that that uh, that is up. And uh, we got twenty thousand creators using the platform a year later, which is just awesome. We raised a bunch of venture capital money in August. We raised over $2 million to help us build out the team and build the, uh, build the product. And, um, we're sending creators, like some of our creators are making over 15 K a month, which is just amazing. Just coming out with videos. Like this is a revenue stream that just didn't exist before. Like these are people who were making a hundred dollars through ad revenue. And now they're making like $10,000 from their fans, you know, from not that many fans from like a couple thousand fans, you know, I think, my personal Patreon page, I have like 1,100 fans, 1,100 patrons who are contributing to my page, but I'm making over $5,000 per video that I come out with. And Pomplamoose is making over $4,000 per video that we come out with. Um, and uh, and it, just, it just feels like a much truer, more real way to make, to make money than from ads. Um, so yeah, we're super excited about what's going on with Patreon. It's just, it's, it really feels like it's taking off and I'm, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. When I 
when you when you launched it, it was one of those things where I thought, how come no one's thought of this before? It just seemed like it was sitting there, so obvious, sitting waiting for someone to just make it happen. But the 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 thing that's interesting uh, when uh, I've heard you speak, you talk about fan funding. Explain a little, just quickly how this is different than a typical fan funding site, because there's probably a few people that are listening that probably just immediately put it in that category, and it's not that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the first question everybody asks is like, why do we need another Kickstarter? And so um, I have a couple answers to that. First of all, Kickstarter doesn't allow um, subscription pledges. So this isn't, hey, I need 50 bucks to make this giant movie that I'm working on or to make an album, blah, blah, blah. It's not that. It's, hey, I need a dollar a month or $3 a month. So it allows people to make monthly pledges or per creation pledges. So per webcomic. Every time a webcomic gets released, it triggers my card to be charged for a dollar. So it allows people to get recurring monthly revenue, allows artists to basically say to their fans, hey guys, I'm making cool stuff on a regular basis. I don't, I'm, and I'm doing it regardless of whether you give me money or not. Like I'm, you know, whereas the, the, the ethos on Kickstarter is, hey, I'm only going to do this if I can make X. That's not what Patreon is. There's no, you don't have to tip or pass a goal or there's none of that. It's, hey, I, I need support to, to do what I'm doing. Um, the other thing with Kickstarter is they don't allow you to write in living expenses as a line item in your budget. In other words, groceries and um, rent and like all the things that you need to live. And that's the point of Patreon. Like the point of Patreon is, hey, you're an artist. You're making stuff. You need to pay your rent while you make stuff. And your fans want you to make more. And they want you to be able to pay your rent. Like, that's that's the thing that I think people need to realize is our fans, they like what we do. Like, they want to pay us so that we can keep doing that. We are giving them value. Every week they see a new Pompalooze video. It's, it's something that people appreciate and love. And if they can spare a dollar or two dollars per month, they want to. And, and that's something that I've been – like. I'm I'm a patron of a lot of people on Patreon. I want to pay them because what they make is so beautiful and I just want them to make more and 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 if there's something I can do to enable that, I want to be a part of that. And so 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 that that's why it's different from Kickstarter. It's um it it the point of it is to pay people's rent and to pay for their groceries and to pay for their life so that they can concentrate on making art. It's old school patronage. You know, Beethoven didn't write his symphonies for free. You know, he had wealthy patrons who gave him a bag of coins every month and said, go write cool shit. And he did. And, and, and the patrons got their name in the program when, when he, you know, when he debuted his fifth symphony, their name was in the program. Um, so it's sort of like, a, you know, they even got rewards for, for being a patron. Um, and, and we have rewards, too, on Patreon, you know, for, for patrons when they give. So, um, so it's different in ethos. Patreon is different in ethos, and it's different in the actual transaction. It's not about one thing and then you're done. It's about sustained, ongoing financial relationships between creators and patrons. Um, and because it's about a financial relationship, it's also about the social relationship between the, the patron and the creator. You know, creators are very thankful for their patrons, and they're giving them cool stuff, and they're giving them behind-the-scenes glimpses into their lives. One of our creators just had a baby, and he posted a newborn picture of his, you know, a, a, his, a picture of his newborn baby in his, in his feed, and, you know, his, his patrons got to see a first glimpse of his kid, and 
um, you know, this is like really, it's a really important relationship that people have with their creators and with their patrons. And, and so part of what we're trying to do is maintain that relationship on an ongoing basis by building out, you know, tools for, for folks to, to communicate with each other. So, um, so does that kind of explain the difference? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I, I think, uh, I know we're running out of time here, but I think one last thing I'd, I'd want you to kind of describe is, um, cause you, you have, I think I checked before uh, we started this interview, you had like five, $6,000 um, worth of, uh, patrons dollars that were per, per video that you release. Um, uh, how often are you, you releasing a video? Cause I know you put a lot of effort into those. It's not just like you talking to a camera. Um, how, how often, and is there any quick tips that you have for people to kind of start thinking how I can connect with fans on this way and that, that adds value to them and, uh, and will make them want to support me? Yeah. Um, so uh, I've transitioned away from my solo career right now in favor of Pomplamoose. So I've not been releasing videos, but Pomplamoose has been releasing a lot of videos between, you know, two and four a month. Um, and, uh, and so I would, I would say there, there's a couple things to keep in mind. One, uh, audience building is different from audience monetization. And that sounds so businessy and crappy and I hate myself for saying that, but um, but you don't think about making money before you've made something beautiful <laughs> or, or, or before other people think, think it's, you know, enjoy it as well. Like the money comes later. Um, what comes first is, is making something and building a community around your work, um, building people who enjoy what you have to say and enjoy your media and enjoy the art that's the first step and then and then money comes after that so um so think about that first and 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 i think when when that happens when you when you feel a community forming around your work then you, then you can start to think about money but the the i guess the the advice that i would have for for building an audience which i think is again step 1 is, is building an audience is make so much stuff just make so much because Part of it is a numbers game. Part of it is just getting better at making stuff. You know, I've probably made a thousand songs, um, and I've probably made three hundred recorded songs, and most of them are absolute garbage. And you know, it's only way, way later, um, after the first few hundred, that like they start being something that that are, I think, you know, even something that you yourself as a creator can appreciate. Um, so make lots of stuff and start making that stuff right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I think th- I, I can't agree more. There's too many artists that spend way too much time doing other things besides creating and then wonder why nothing's happening for them. And uh, I think that's great advice to end on. Jack, thanks so much. I know you're, you, you got to run. I need to have you back sometime in the future where we can talk more about patreon and the uh, uh the cool things that people are doing there and you've just been uh, an artist ever since you guys came out with uh, uh pomplamoose showed up on the scene and 
I've, I've kind of had my eye on you as somebody that I think is just doing really cool stuff, but really passionate about what they're doing and clearly, you know, in it for the long haul. So I've always appreciated your perspective and just what you're doing in music. And, and you make great music, too. And, and you're a lot of fun to watch on video. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that. And th- thanks for having me back on the podcast. We, we should definitely do another time where we have uh, more than just 25 minutes. Yep. All right. Thanks, Jack. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. Thanks again to Jack for squeezing me in there. It was a little shorter than we wanted to go, and I had a few more questions for him, but he really had to run to another call. Um, so we'll try and get him back on the podcast again sometime in the future. But if you've used Patreon.com, I would love to hear what your experience was like. Did it work? Did your fans respond to it well? Has it been a sustainable relationship for you? Please uh, let us know. You can do so by emailing us at podcast at cdbabypodcast.com or you can call our message line at 360-524-2209 or leave a comment in the comment section for this episode. Um, you can do that at cdbabypodcast.com and that's where you can also find the link to old episodes and such and the previous interview with Jack. But I'm really curious to see what uh, what the response to this is. I have not tried it myself, and if you have, I'd like to hear from you. And uh, yeah, so you can also weigh in with any other thoughts or comments you have about the show or anything else you want to talk to us about. Well, that's going to do it. We'll catch you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the CD Baby DIY Musician Podcast, broadcasting from Portland, Oregon, USA. 